0: to the ordinary disciples doing extraordinary things podcast this is our first very first episode and I'm so pleased to welcome my very first guest Madonna, my friend. Uh, we both attend Bethel Cleveland Church in Cleveland and today we're going to talk about something she does as an ordinary disciple that is something extraordinary where where she sees Jesus in her um, in her work. And in her everyday life. And I'm excited to share, have her share your story, her story with you. So, Madonna, why don't you say hello? Hi.
1: Hi. Thank, <laughs> welcome. Thank, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, welcome, welcome. Why don't you start out by telling people, you know, what you do, um, where you're from, and kind of how you got started with this ministry that you're involved with.
1: Well, I am by trade a dental hygienist for i've been in the dental business for 39 years
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i attend bethel like i said like like uh anita said um i forgot i got the rest of the question already
0: <laughs> so what is your what extraordinary thing are you doing
1: okay so i work with rahab's ministries which is mainly out of akron canton area mm-hmm. but they moving to cleveland and um i am a part of their first launch in cleveland of mentoring minors who have been rescued out of human trafficking they mm. vulnerable to it they've been in situation what was close call mm. by the the young lady that i mentor has been rescued out of an operation fbi sting mm. you know, so, um, I meant to her during the week whatever she wants, actually. um i've we've known each other for a year, and we've grown to absolutely adore each other. and i mm. she's actually aged out of the system, and um she wants to stay, and they're allowed to stay if they want. They just don't have to stay if they, but she wants mm-hmm. to so we' I think we're gonna be lifelong friends.
0: Yeah. Is this the first um, victim that you've worked with? Yes.
1: I, the, first, the first thing I did, they weren't ready to open the mentoring in Cleveland. So they had me do the strip club ministry. Uh-huh. Definitely a difficult thing for me. Um, so I had to go to Akron every Friday and we went through the, the each group of six or so had like an assignment to two mm-hmm. or four strip clubs. And we went in there and talked to the girls because a lot of the girls are actually trafficked through there. Yeah. And you yeah, know, yeah, come in there. Our FBI is going to come in there and stop that because they're working there, right? Mm-hmm. So it was that was hard. That was some hard stuff to do. Um What
0: well, was hard about it?
1: Um, just the whole protocol of you know it. First of all. was hard for me to hear them because they're playing club music super loud Mm. you know honestly the one of the first things I learned was look at them from the neck up because they're a lot of them you're standing in front of have absolutely no clothes on none yeah very little and so you're trying to respect them and because they don't have too many people who are looking them in the eyes Mm. so with all of the distractions and all of the rules, don't walk in front of the stage where the girls dancing. That's not polite to because we're actually trying to respect the business that yeah. we're. Doing. So we're trying to, to yeah, that was it. Talk about uncomfortable, mm. but but I couldn't wait for the mentoring to open up so I could get out of that.
0: So what um what compelled you to get involved with this in the first place?
1: Okay, so prior to that. There was nothing that I could find in Cleveland, um, near Cleveland and in my area that I could be feet on the ground, hands yeah. on. And that's what I really wanted. But in the meantime, I first thing I ever, um, ever did was out of Kansas City's House of Prayer, which I follow, I follow um, and been there several times. And um, they have um, Exodus cry. Uh-huh. They're, they're affiliated with each other, but they're two separate things. Exodus Cry was putting on um, Nefarious, a documentary. I don't know if you've ever seen yes, it. Yeah, I have. Okay, I can't even say the word without crying. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it turned my heart. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Happens every time. <laughs> but I was just giving money to support them because they, what they're uh, different anti-human trafficking things do different things, go from different angles. And they bought the girls. They would act as traffickers and go by the girls. So I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. What was the next thing that I, um, Oh, operation underground railroad is out of uh, uh, an ax. He's, I think he's a Mormon. He um, was an FB or a uh, special agent in uh, ops in Washington D.C. And he started saying that it was just too much paperwork and too much red tape to save these kids fast mm. enough. And he left that and started his own. Mm-hmm. He goes in different countries that actually FBI police all over the United States and all over the world, ask him and his group to come in and help them with stings mm. to, to bust these operations up and go into very dangerous situations. He ended up adopting some of these kids and mm. they said him and his wife couldn't let him go. So, um and then there's the Cleveland collaborative to end human trafficking. They're more of our, I think, i don't want to call them catholic but there's there's like you know oh i don't even want to go there because i don't i don't <laughs> yeah i don't i'm not sure now that i say that um but that brought me closer to something that was but they still when i would want to volunteer there was really nothing to volunteer mm-hmm. because mostly they were speaking to get money to raise money to help them they had social workers and they spoke in all venues all over cleveland that, you know they had the social workers the FBI police office detectives nurses and then they have people mm-hmm. who have been rescued out of human trafficking to speak then mm-hmm. my friend called me one time and said you won't believe this but i found something that's near us and i said what and she said ray habs ministries and that's a capital R, capital A, capital H, capital A, capital B. Rehab's mm. ministries, and they're fantastic. And mm. I, I had to go through training. There was don't yeah. let anybody. There's a huge background check. You have to do a full blown background check, um, and lots of trauma training, so you understand why your mentor mentee is acting the way they are acting or how they might act. Yeah. But I started. They didn't really have their. They were just. They weren't in Cleveland yet, so I had mm-hmm. to go to Canton, and I was as of my schedule. But I just made it work. I mean, yeah. it worked until they gave me a girl. They finally gave me someone, and I was so excited. So um, now she lives in Westlake, so I get to just pick her up. And
0: oh, that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about that working closely in mentoring this girl what's been hard about it what's been good about it
1: oh it Yeah, you know, I was a little nervous because I was a I was concerned that I was you know she's a young teenager that I was going to be this old lady or and it turns out she's like I wish you were my mom mm-hmm. we love each other I start crying <laughs> <laughs> I love her dearly yeah um she's just recently got to meet one of my two daughters because for the first year you can't introduce them to your family. And I, and I don't bring her here. I don't, I was wanted to, and I thought second about, you know, you you don't want to bring them into environment to create something that might happen that shouldn't. Yeah. I I don't know. I have daughters to protect. I don't know if someone would be behind her, you know, setting up something to something dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I know her, but do I really know her? You know, mm-hmm. building this relationship, her dad calls or texts me or calls me often with problems he'll have with her. And can you help me fix it? <laughs> is with her father and her mother is not in her life for the most part. Um, so she really, she really looks to me and she'll say, I wish you were my mother. Your girls are really lucky, you know? But I really feel blessed to have her because um, it, it it's really, when she tells her story, it helps me explain to people where the root of human trafficking is. And it's pornography. It's the demand for pornography, period, period. And anybody can argue with me. I will walk away from you and I am not arguing. It is. <laughs> it is. And um, I've also um, – and I have to think of the name of it. another group. And I actually have traveled to Arizona twice to listen to them speak. Remember new. Mm. Remember New. she's actually a girl out of um, Cambodia who was rescued. Her grandmother actually sold her into trafficking to pay bills. Wow. So I heard survivors speak. And so that's where I learn a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Instead of just someone up saying statistics and facts, you know, yeah.
0: So, um, so is this gal a Christian? Do you share your faith with her at all?
1: He's not, and I do share my faith, but very gently and very yeah. slowly. on her throat. Um, that's my whole purpose. Yeah. Jesus. Um. But at her pace. Mm-hmm. He knows because she just told my daughter we were, were out to lunch and she said, You know, your mom, that's because they were talking about music. And she's like, Oh, y- y'all in your mom's car, there's Jesus music playing. <laughs> I, I didn't think she actually heard it because I kind of play it, doesn't
0: yeah, right.
1: And um, so yeah,
0: that's so you guys get together once a week, generally,
1: yes, generally, if she wants more there's been a situation where she was at work and she called me on, an, on another day and she wanted to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my understanding when I started that I would not be a counselor, that I was not a counselor. I am a mentor just to hang out. And that yeah am talking me through it and it mm-hmm. worked great. great. Um, they were all praying. Mm-hmm. Part of a Christian. And that's why I picked rahab's out of all of them exodus cry is a a christian but rahab was closer to home and a christian and so i have people backing me up in prayer and praying
0: yeah yeah so if uh somebody wanted to uh explore being a mentor to a human trafficking victim what would you say to them
1: lead them straight to the Rahab's ministries website. You could just look up Rahab's ministry. There's plenty of things that, and it will give you a whole menu of what you can do. Yeah. And then, and you can get a hold of someone also. You can call and they will help you because that's exactly what I did. Um, and it was very easy. And then they set you up a training if you want to do that and then see if it's for you. Yeah. yeah and they have other areas of ministries. They have street, like walking the streets to pray, talking to the prostitutes that are out on the street. They have um, in house, you know, um, strip club ministry. They have the mentee. They have the Selah um, House where you kids come after school and you help do their homework with them. I really would love to do that, but my schedule doesn't. I'm not out yeah. in school, so yeah,
0: so I'm not do that. And so if you've been mentoring this gal for about a year what would you say the most rewarding thing has been for for her or and for you?
1: Oh. I think it's been rewarding for both of us. Um, just to be a light like that's right. Just to show her that there there is normalcy out yeah. here that her life that she was brought up in, in doesn't have to be that And that's that they state that goal is to let them know that there are other choices. So she's wanted to quit school. I've got her to stay in uh cosmetology school yeah. after high school. She was ready to quit. And her dad was like, help me. I'll her in there. Cause I'll keep her off the streets. And, and so she stayed and she's, she's got, I think she's got another year left, mm. but just watching her growth is a reward. Just watching her open up and trust me. And, and then, Oh, what she's brought to my heart is a reward. Just it's, it's, it's mutual.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love your heart and passion to help, um, you know, this, this group of people. It's so vulnerable. It's such a big problem. Uh, Would you like to close us in prayer and just pray for the human trafficking in general and and these gals?
1: Yes. Father God, Mm -hmm. I just, Thank you for this opportunity to talk about the children that you care so much about. I ask you to touch someone's heart out there, to move on them, to want to serve you in this way. Lord, I just ask for protection over each and every woman, child, male that is out there being trafficked in some sort of way, Lord. I ask you to rescue them. Give them a way out. Give them an exit door, Lord. Give them a way to escape where they're at, Lord. And I ask you to help them run into the arms of safety. And, Lord, I ask for each one of these to come to know you as their Lord and Savior. And that you are their refuge. And that you love them so much. That they would know that love in a real, real way. And that there would be enough workers in the field to come forward, to have open arms, to be the arms of Jesus, to gather them in and say, you are loved. Lord, I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thanks, Madonna. (laughs) So
1: much. Thank you, Anita.